Previously on Sammy Magic. Our heroes picked up a mad pace, jumping onto the tracks themselves, and began running after the train with everything they had. Do you know what skitching is? And it sent Greg and Sammy soaring through the air, unable to control the broomstick, and colliding straight into a massive tree. Oh my god, I am so sorry. Oh no, you're students. Oh, they are going to cut me down and make me into firewood. I guarantee it. Who's talking? My name is Ivy. Pronouns are they, them. I am, uh, I'm a protector, you could say, of the school. Sammy and Greg stared up at this tall, bizarre, asexual, non-binary tree for quite a few moments until from behind them they heard a voice. To the principal's office. Look, I understand. You want to be here and you want to study. That's all what happened today showed me. The following morning at breakfast, our heroes sit in front of their plates, bags filling their eyes after spending the entire night cleaning this dining hall the night before. They stared up with rage at every student who would leave crumbs or ketchup leavings on the tables, staring at the janitorial staff with a respect that they had never had before. Sammy's exhaustive day had already began a few hours earlier when all of the Lionhearts awoke him to ask him of what had happened that night when he faced off against evil Douglas, or perhaps tell stories of Gandalf's great history, or maybe even ask them if it was really butter. They couldn't believe it. Our heroes sit picking at their bacon and eggs and peas because British people put peas with everything— when suddenly a cranky old owl came flying through the room, colliding with a window and falling directly onto Greg's plate. In its talons was a letter. A letter from Greg's parents. He stared at it nervously before opening it, and suddenly the letter leapt to life, assembling in front of him and forming a mouth. Gregory Ginger! I have been told of what you did, and I cannot believe you were late for school. I mean, after all we have done for you, we had you there on time. The rest of your family got there on time, but yet, before the letter could continue, Greg merely shut it and set it on the table in front of him. Well, Sammy responds, are you not going to listen to the rest of that? Did you not hear it? No, I'm not going to listen to the rest of that. It's horrible. Oh, come on, Greg, Harmony comments. I'm sure it's not all bad, she says, nervously opening the letter that began to rant at her about proper bathroom usage. Okay, so maybe it is bad. They place the letter at their sides and continue eating when suddenly a second, very old owl came in, whipping against a window and falling onto the plate in front of Greg. In its talons was another letter. He opens it, and it says, How dare you shut my letter! Gregory Ginger, I am going to ground you the minute you get home. You are currently many miles away, so I can't really do much. But, you know, for now, just know, when you get home, you are grounded. An audible, Ooh, filled the lunch hall, and all of the students began to laugh at Greg and Sammy over their ridiculous attempt to get back to school by sketching on the back of the wizard Harvard bullet train. Sammy held his head in shame when suddenly a voice boomed throughout the auditorium, causing a hush to fall across the room because it was none other 
than he himself, Gandalf. Students, 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 come on. Please, don't give my boys such a hard time. Look, I know, I know, Sammy's been acting a little crazy lately. You can say that again. Barry Snakeman pipes up from a nearby table, causing the entire lunchroom to erupt into laughter once again. I'm just saying he killed his first ever evil wizard, and that brings a level of fame that causes your noggin to go, well, a little bit crazy sometimes. But don't you worry, Sammy, I'm sure you've got a great career of killing evil wizards ahead of you. And believe me, it gets a lot easier after 59. This sentiment causes the entire lunchroom to erupt once again, but this time all with wondering who this mysterious 59th evil wizard Gandalf killed was. In all of his books, he only told of 58 evil wizards, but apparently in the few months between releasing his last book, which was entitled Chicken Soup for the Evil Wizard That I Just Killed, apparently between then and now, he had killed another evil wizard, and they were all wondering who could it be? Meanwhile, our heroes sat in dismay, Gandalf once again managing to make the entire thing about him. Sammy picks at his eggs with a sigh before standing and inviting the rest of the trio to arrive early for their first class that day, which was none other than herbology taught by Professor Plant Lady. They arrive in the room where they find Professor Plant Lady nervously huddled over her plants, talking to them like cats. All right, you Gertrude, you've been growing well lately. Here, have some extra water. That's on Professor Plant Lady. Oh, Gibbons, Gibbons, you and that, oh, your soil, it's been doing great. Oh, hello, students, welcome. Please come in, come in, have a seat. We're going to be learning about plants and flora and fauna, and you're going to learn the secret of the seven secret herbs and spices. So please, yes, have a seat. Today, I want to begin by telling you about one of my favorite plants in the entire world. The Shrieking Shrub. If you'll find in front of you, you all have a miniature shrub captured in a soundproof box and a pot for you to plant it in in just a few minutes. But please, students, I beg of you, do not open the soundproof box because every shrieking shrub... That sounds way too JK for me, but I don't care. Every shrieking shrub will release a sound when plucked out. A sound that would deafen even the most powerful of ear near them. Even Gandalf himself could be deafened by the sound of a single shrieking shrub. So if you'll look under your seats, I've all given you soundproof headphones. Place them above your ears and please handle these with care. The students all nervously placed the headphones over their ears before opening those soundproof boxes, and then a cacophony of madness fills the room. Even despite their noise-canceling headphones, they could still hear a faint... <coughs> Greg nervously handles his, placing it in its pot, but unfortunately at the last minute the pot shifts forcing the plant to roll about on the ground, resulting in the room growing ever louder as the noises of <coughs> just continued to a point where it was almost inappropriate. Despite their headphones, the sound continued to pierce. Sammy looked over at Harmony with worry. Why do we need these? He remarks with a sneer. 
I'm fairly sure that they're meant to... <laughs> Harmony attempts to explain the importance of the shrieking shrub, but unfortunately, the sounds of the shrieking shrub completely leave her out of that. But eventually, each student manages to pull apart the dirt and allow the shrieking shrub to fall peacefully into their pot, causing the entire room to fade out to silence. Each student nervously removes their headphones before looking up at Professor Plant Lady, who gave each of them an enthusiastic thumbs up. Well, students, that's it for today. Have fun at your next classes. We'll be back tomorrow with an even more deadly plant. This one won't make you deaf. It'll make you dead. Have fun! The students all leave in a hush, all slightly traumatized at the experience they just had. They knew it was just a plant, but my god, those screams would inhabit their minds for the rest of their lives. On the way to their next class, a student named Harold rushes after Sammy and remarks to him, uh, Hi, Sammy. Um, hi, I I'm Harold. Nice to meet you. Um, I just wanted to tell you that Gandalf's amazing. I wouldn't have made it here if it wasn't for him. Well, that's good to hear. I actually have to be going, Sammy remarks. What? No, no, I, I just I, I just meant that I wasn't born with magical powers, and it was thanks to Gandalf that I was able to make it here. His books taught me that even when you were born without magical abilities, you could become a wizard. And, and so I sat down, I read every book that I could, and and they finally allowed me here. They allowed me in Wizard Harvard, and I'm so excited to be learning wizardry with Gandalf. Okay, wait a second, Harmony comments, walking towards Harold. You claim that you've learned through reading, right? Well, yeah, Harmony, that, that's how you got here too, right? Uh, yes, I read all of the books on transmogrification and transformations and all sorts of necromancy that I'm sure they won't even get into here. Uh, have you read them? Did Gandalf write them? No, they're written by several different wizards. In fact, some of the other students, Professor Plant Lady, wrote a fantastic book about those seven herbs and spices she was speaking about. Uh, have you not read it? No, I just read Gandalf's stuff. Okay, so say you needed to make something float, for example. How would you do that? Um, Gandalf says that if I just believe in myself, I can make it float. Okay, we're done here. And with that, Harmony grabs Greg and Sammy and rushes off to their next class, which would be taught by Professor Kitty Cat. Her class was all about spell casting, and that day, because this school has no safety protocol, started off with a bang. It was how to cast a fireball. In front of each student, there was a small candle with an unlit wick, and with just a simple flick of their wands, each of the students managed to make that wick light, filling the room with a delicious Christmas scent. Yes, I know, it's a bit bizarre, Professor Kitty Cat remarks, but they were having a sale on Bath and Body Works, and I, be honest, I could not afford any other candles, because, after all, <laughs> teacher salary, but you all seem to be doing amazing, uh, Greg, are you all right? I swear, I'm trying it. I said fireball like 50 times and nothing's happening. Well, just try it one more time. Focus your energy and cast fireball. All right, I got this. 
fireball. And with that emphatic phrase, the candle still stays unlit. Unfortunately for the class, smoke began to fill the room because what did light was the hat of Professor Kitty Cat because Greg just can't get through a semester without setting something on fire. The fire alarms are pulled immediately, causing a massive rainfall to erupt into the room, completely quelching all of their candles and, luckily, the hat of Professor Kitty Cat. Well, students, uh, I'm gonna call it for today because I do not get paid enough for this. So, uh, yeah, enjoy your break, because I'm not trying to get set on fire anymore. Have fun! The students all laugh at Greg on their way out, causing our hero to hide in his jacket in shame. Our heroes took a few moments to get their act together before they headed to their next class. A class that Sammy was regretting even taking, Defense Against the Dark Arts, which of course this year would be taught... By none other than Candle. You know, I feel like they should give me, like, AP points or something. I killed a whole-ass evil wizard, and I feel like that means I'm pretty good at defense against the dark arts. Sammy comments to Greg, who was still hiding in his robes from shame, when suddenly a student rushed up to them with a camera, taking pictures of them. It was none other than first-year Richard Maddow. All right, Sammy, you're looking great, uh, phenomenal, loving the pictures. Uh, I'm actually here with the school paper. I have got quite a few questions for you. Um, I'm actually busy. I'm headed to my next class. Well, I, actually, I believe, if my intel's correct, uh, Professor Kitty Cat released you early because of, I, I believe, is your name Greg? Greg, yes, you set her on fire and so she released you, so I believe you actually should have plenty of time to talk to me. I don't talk to the press. Oh, no, no, this is completely off the record. I guarantee it. I just want to know about you and your relationship to the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. I, I believe his name is Gandalf. Aren't you 13 years old? <laughs> I'm very wise for my age. So how do you respond to the accusations that all of Gandalf's stories were, in fact, plagiarized? I'm sorry, what did you just say? Sammy may not have liked Gandalf, but there is one thing he knew for a fact. All of his stories were definitely 110% true, and none of them were made up at all. I I'm sorry, are you scared? Are you calling one of the most gifted wizards of our generation a, 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 a hoax? Are you saying all of his stories are fake? Well, that is actually what numerous people have hypothesized on the uh, internet, uh, many claiming that his stories were either the stories of fellow wizards or some, in fact, plagiarized from popular movies. Uh, do you have anything to say to that? Look, Gandalf is a true wizard. He taught me all throughout the summer. He taught me everything he knows. Oh, and so you're just going to believe him. Because, oh, of course, Sammy Magic. Oh, he killed a wizard, right? Uh, if, uh, hey, if you want a story for the paper, how about this? Sammy Magic didn't kill any wizard last year. Barry Snakeman's comments caused the entire room to grow quiet. What are you talking about, Snakeman? Sammy replies. Well, it just seems a bit convenient, doesn't it? One student happens to find himself in a room with the Mirror of Arised, one of the most precious artifacts in our entire school, and 
let's just say he happened to be a bit clumsy, trip backwards, and the mirror falls down and breaks. Hmm, if I was the talented, amazing Sammy Magic, I would think that would put me in a bit of a pickle, wouldn't it? I came to this school with all this fanfare and hullabaloo, and then, oh no, I broke one of the school's most treasured objects. Saying I was Sammy Magic in that situation, perhaps I should just make up a lie. A lie that says that I was fighting the evilest wizard of all time. I mean, he's so bad he has evil in his name, Evil Douglas. And make up this entire grandiose story, and suddenly you go from a villain who destroyed one of the school's most precious artifacts to a hero who the entire world praises. Look, I am simply hypothesizing right now. I I was not there, and... Neither was Grumblebum, and neither was Greg or Harmony. In fact, the only person in that room that day, the only person who really knows the truth is you, Sammy. So why don't you tell us all the truth about you, about Gandalf, about all of it? Snakeman, you know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Stop testing me, or else, before the duo can get into any sort of a scuffle... Sammy suddenly feels a hand on his shoulder. He looks up, and he sees the person who he both needed most right then, and absolutely did not want to be there right then. That's right. It was none other than the man who claimed to blow up the Death Star and return the One Ring to Mount Doom. That's right. It was Gandalf. Thank you for listening to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic, produced by the BS Network and performed by Scotty Moore. Many thanks to Orion Ibert of the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art, and massive thanks to Umbria for the use of their music. Today's sorting ceremony will be performed for one of our latest patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS, Angèle Fonchlevent. And to Angèle. You clearly have the intellect of one that would belong with the big nerds, but also the bravery of a Lionheart for being willing to support such a stupid show as this one. But most importantly, you are a kind soul. Also, you're into Brian David Gilbert, and he's such a soft boy that to me it says that you belong in your home. That's right, Angèle Fonchlevent. It is your home. It is your destiny to belong in the soft squad. Now, if you would like to have your own sorting ceremony, you can, of course, get it by donating at patreon.com slash a load of BS, or just pick up you some Sammy Magic merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and send a picture of you rocking it, wearing it, doing whatever to us on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That is S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And as always, remember the mini adventures of Sammy Magic is a work of complete and total parody, which means you can't sue me.